Welcome to the Sales Development Podcast, your go-to resource for all things pipeline and revenue production in the tech sales world. Technology marketing, sales development, sales, and revenue operations have combined to create the go-to market engine fueling the success of SaaS startups and established companies alike. Each week, the Sales Development Podcast dives deeply into the strategies, tactics, people, processes, and technology that fuels the revenue machine. The Sales Development Podcast is brought to you by Tenbound. Get more free resources, insights, and intelligence today at tenbound.com. And be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I'm David Delaney, your host, and I'm joined today by the legend, Amir Ryder. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good. I guess legendary status because I'm direct and honest. It's a rare quality in the States. My desk is messy. Please excuse the messy desk. But yeah, yeah, thank you for being on, man. I appreciate the positive words. Oh, isn't that the sign of a genius, right? If you've got a messy desk? I don't know. I have a housekeeper. She should be cleaning it, but we'll talk to her tomorrow. He's a mad genius. So you're CEO of CloudTask. I want to dive in. You know, we are user of CloudTask. I'm a member of CloudTask. But how did you initially start the company? And, you know, what was your initial focus? And then what are you working on now? It's funny because initially I used to work and I did a lot of things. I want to get into that history. I'm 40 years old and I've been around. But I used to work at NetSuite where I saw how much money they were spending on SDRs, like 90K to like, you know, do whatever they do. At NetSuite, I was like, you know what? I should open an outsourced sales agency and help people hire SDRs managed near shore for half that price, thinking, you know, it'd be an easy home run, half the price, people want to save money. And we, you know, fortunately we were successful in the sense that it was a bootstrap company. I started about a quarter million dollars in my own money. We were cash flow negative for two years, turned cash flow positive in 2018. We hit about five million in revenue right when COVID hit. I was able to raise a non-dilutive debt line that was seven figures from a bank during COVID because our fake numbers were good and the interest rate was low. And I used that money instead of growing to 10 million in revenue, I used it to rip the company apart and make it into a marketplace. And I did that because I felt like I was almost stuck with success. Like we were close to netting a million a year. It's kind of hard to change once you get to those numbers. And I knew that while my life wasn't bad, I knew that I really wasn't solving the problem of the lack of transparency in the B2B sales solution and sales product world. And it frustrated me that buyers always wanted to hear what they wanted to hear. I started feeling uncomfortable saying yes to people. But if I said no to them, I'd lose their client. And if I said yes to them, they'd give me 80K and then cancel, you know what I mean? But give me 80K. So I kind of felt like it was my chance to one, solve a problem and Two, build a billion dollar company by solving a problem. And I took a leap into building that marketplace with all the experience we had to essentially help buyers and sellers of B2B sales solutions, which is a huge, complex industry, right? Everybody's saying that it's all B2B lead gen, right? People think about revenue, no matter what it is, they Google lead generation. And then all of a sudden, you got who knows, a thousand plus sales agencies. A thousand plus sales consultants, a thousand plus sales trainers, a thousand plus sales courses. You got communities, right? Like you got a lot of sales communities. You got sales events. You got thousands of sales softwares. You got sales data, and they're all kind of saying the same thing. We're going to help you with B2B lead gen. So, you know, as a marketplace, we're really helping people be more specific and be like, okay, this is a company that helps HR software companies sell to HR people in 
the United States and matching their campaign. So it's almost like being an SDR where you're like listening and matching people to the right product. But instead of having only one product, I have everybody's product. So it allows me to, in my opinion, just be super customer centric, super honest, right? That's kind of the journey. We were a sales agency, 265 employees, pivoted to a marketplace. We're down to 12, revenues higher, profits higher. And I get to really highlight and work for amazing people in the industry, including yourself, right? Like you're on our advisory board, right? And you're able to help people. You're on our talked about community led growth, right? And then I'm able to drive people to your community, right? So it's like, you know, we have this whole world, of, you know, just it just feels nice being able to help the people who are helping people with revenue, right? Because you know, all these revenue leaders, they're always helping companies generate revenue, but who's helping them, right? And that's one department. But yeah, that's high level. So let's dive in on that. So you've got this agency model, you bootstrapped it, it's a stable business, things are going well, but you're kind of looking out into the future that, okay, we can double, we can triple, you know, and we'll go along this path, you can almost like see the future to some extent. And so you started to think bigger in creating this kind of swirl of the industry that we were in. How does this work? How does the marketplace, you know, come together? Like it kind of works like Airbnb. If you want to find a home in San Francisco, you put your criteria and you find what homes are available. So it's the same thing where people are like, hey, this is my campaign. I want to hit a million dollars of sales. Our product's 25,000. I'm looking for somebody to do LinkedIn prospecting and phone prospecting. The agencies that can deliver that will come up on the list and then they'll meet with them. And if they end up transacting, they'll buy through the marketplace. It's free for buyers. We keep a fee from seller. A lot of people, it's interesting because sometimes I talk about, we're a marketplace. And then I go, we're a marketplace like Amazon, Uber, Airbnb, Upwork. And then I realized that people don't know those are marketplaces. So anybody listening to this, all those companies I mentioned are marketplaces. And the reason why, I think people are under the impression that when they buy something from Amazon, that Amazon's always selling the product themselves. They're not. There are now obviously Amazon Basics. They're obviously they're sellers that sell the product. So if it's a product you buy for thirty bucks, Amazon probably takes two, you know, four bucks as a fee, and then the shipping. And people, I think, are just they didn't really realize those are marketplaces, but they are, right? So, you know, I think what we're really doing is pioneering a B two B marketplace. So the only difference is that the price tag might be higher and the sales cycle might be higher, but the process of finding what you need in a marketplace remains the same with filters and telling people what you need, really, right? And then we also have remote candidates, which is probably the biggest part of our marketplace. And that's really people that are putting a job opening, right? So like, I want a sales development rep that knows phone, email, LinkedIn. I want them to work nine to five full-time. I want to pay them 1700 bucks a month. The price I use 1700 because salaries near shore are less. If somebody wants to hire somebody in San Francisco, they might just cost 7K. There's no fee for the buyer. And then we just keep a fee from the seller. So we set up interviews. So basically, you know, marketplace is a way to find, negotiate, and pay, and then manage all the vendors in one place. The vendors could be like I said, sales agencies, sales consultants, trainers could be service uh, services. They could be remote candidates. You know, the only difference between Uber is that every drive you get a new drive, you get a new driver, right? But imagine that you just hired a full time forty hour a week driver. That's really the difference, right? The difference with our marketplace is that most of the positions are long term, ideally, right? But it functions the same way. Okay. So you can take it from, there's a lot of different angles that you can take it. So one is a company that's out there and they need more 
qualified appointments. They need more pipeline. They can go to the marketplace and start to browse all the different SDR agencies that are listed there. Yeah. Or agent or, or direct. That. Yeah, go ahead. Or direct, right? In-house or outsource. We don't care about these terms. Buyers do, right? So if they want to outsource it, that term would relate to a sales agency. If they want to in-house, that would be remote candidates. What's the difference? One, you have to do the managing, the training, right? Just like hiring an employee. The other one comes with training management, right? And a lot of companies do both at the same time. Got it. And then in that scenario, if you're a company, if you didn't want to go the agency route, you could actually browse candidates that are on there. That yeah, that's the that's the fastest with. growing department that we have, right? Okay. And yeah. it's because... How does that work? Same way. They put a job opening, right? Instead of putting an agency opening, they put a job opening, right? And they're like, they're basically like, okay, I'm looking for a sales development rep that works nine to five, 40 hours a week. Here's the salary range I'm willing to pay. We have ranges, right? So it's anywhere from like a thousand to fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred to two thousand, two thousand twenty-five, and three thousand plus. And then when the sellers come in, they tell us what their salary expectations are, and then we match them, and then set up interviews so that if you wanted to hire an SDR and you gave us your criteria, your calendar would have interviews with. SDRs that match that criteria with a video interview so you can see it before you interview them, decline the interview if you don't want it or take it. Then when you hire them, we give you a template contract, which is like an independent contractor. And then you basically pay their salary through the marketplace and we keep a small fee from the seller. So like if a seller wants $1,750, he gets back $1,500. We're very transparent. But this way you're collecting credit card points, right? So you can hire fast, fire fast, collect credit card points and have low liability and access a global team without having to open up any global entities and having any liabilities. You don't need that. You can just pay with your credit card, right? And then they pay their own taxes, just like a Uber driver pays their own taxes or a DoorDash employee pays their own tax. Same thing. They're just doing it in their own country. Got right? it. And as the business, are you contracting with CloudTask or are you contracting directly with the S? Contracting with Cloud. You're basically engaging them through CloudTask as the payer of record. And then and then you have your own agreement with your... We don't affirm the terms employee, contract, remote candidates, right? If you want to call them employees, contractors, that's up to you. You set up your KPIs directly to them. We're just making sure that they have the hours worked and the payment that they get. And that's really it, right? Yeah. So they're, be, they're, they're your direct people. If somebody wants to take them off the marketplace, they just pay a one-time $2,500 marketplace fee. Sometimes people do that when they hire people six-figure salaries, they'll take them off the marketplace. right? Or people will have the remote candidates working for six months or a year and then take them off the marketplace if they want to. right? If they want to, if they're like, hey, we want to pay them through PayPal or Payoneer, or we want to give them a contract in Columbia, which I don't recommend, they can do that. But you know, they only do that because they're used to what they're used to. The marketplace, like I said before, you can manage them all from one place. You pay with your credit card. There's a lot of advantages, right? If you think about it, a lot of people don't know this, but 941 tax is 7% straight on the thing. So we're keeping 15% from the seller, not from the buyer, but you don't have to do any recruiting, interviewing, or payments. So it's a much cheaper, faster, more efficient way of hiring, especially considering that these roles average a year in 1.2 years, it's not like it used to be, right? A lot of times people talk to me, and this is kind of ironic, 
they're always like, we don't hire remote, we hire only employees because of the longevity because this. And I'm like, man, I've been working with your company five years and I've had seven account managers. You know what I mean? My whole team, they're all contractors. David Manjuro, who's here six years, Eddie Bejo, seven years, they're all average five years. So I'm a big believer that it's how you pay people, how you treat them that makes them stick around, not the contract. Like, I don't know where this fantasy comes from, where it's like, if I give someone a double two, they're going to stay with me for 20 years. Like, that ain't reality, but people still think that way. Not at all. Well, no, not at all. <laughs> from the candidate perspective. So this is a whole other side, you know, of the marketplace. So you it's just a department, right? Like you look at of, the, if, yeah. It's just a yeah. department, right? Uh-huh. They're all sales and customer related focused, right? So we don't do candidates that do coding. We do SDRs, account executives customer success and customer support reps and sales managers because they're all revenue related, right? Like customer success, revenue related. We believe customer support is revenue related. So only customer facing revenue related. So it's definitely a department, but people come to accomplish the goal of B2B lead gen, right? In some form. And then how they access it depends on their needs, right? Like if they don't have, if someone comes to me and they're like, Amir, we want to hire an SDR directly, but we don't have any training. We don't have an enablement program. We have no managers. We have no spitch. I'm going to be like, guys, you can hire this guy at $2,000 a month, but I strongly suggest you look at an agency because you don't have the structure and work with an agency for six months, get the structure and then hire a rep at low cost, right? So we're able to really diagnose people and give them what they need because when they realize we're a marketplace, their guard kind of comes down, right? It's the same way like if you walk into Home Depot and you're like, hey, I'm building this porch. What kind of wood do you think I should get? And they're like, here's the red wood. Here's this, here's this, here's that. You know, Here's the pros, here's the cons. You gain a little bit of trust because they have options to give you, right? I feel like when you go to like, Salesforce, they're going to give you Salesforce. You go to HubSpot, they're going to give you HubSpot. So it's like you lose the trust because like companies have one product to sell. And you can't be like, hey, you know, I want you to buy Salesforce, but you should go to HubSpot. Like they're not going to say that, right? But like we can, right? So it gives us the ability to really analyze what they got going on, their budget, their timeline, and give them recommendations that are just more honest, right? And transparency. So like we're really trying to create transparency. And work with them to make sure, because you have this whole marketplace of solutions, you can work with them to make sure you're actually giving them the right, you know, prescription, basically. For yeah, if this and that, right? Like if you hire remote SDRs, they might get an email that has SDR, SDR training, right? Because now that they're hiring SDRs, they might need training courses for their SDRs. So it's just, we're just taking all the brilliant people who built brilliant services and products and data providers and training and put it together in a marketplace so that we can listen to people and know that they probably need, if they hire SDRs, they probably need, you know, Apollo or data tool and training or they need these things, right? So just kind of, yeah, really just listening to people and kind of giving them what they need. We wouldn't exist without the people who are amazing sales agencies, communities, trainers. Like we are, it's the same way Airbnb wouldn't exist if they didn't have homeowners that listed their beautiful homes, right? So, you know, there's a boom of all these products and services and it's confusing for me. And I've been in the industry for 10 years and I don't know everything. So imagine people that are newer or they're just not, you know, fanatics like we are, right? Like they have a hard time knowing what's what. And that's really it. And like, I know you know, because you have these crazy MarTech graphs of, you know, 5,000 softwares, like they're all saying they can do the same thing. They're all saying lead gen. So how do you really know? 
And that's kind of what we're trying to focus on. It really is. And add some clarity. So you really are like the Airbnb for the sales industry. <laughs> that's what we want to be, right? Work. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And like the more confusing it gets, the more we have a position, right? Simple. Yeah. Everybody wants to help each other. Just the way they buy. When you buy direct, you got account executives that are highly paid that need to pay back venture capital companies. They want to lock you in two-year contracts. And they can't be customer centric by their DNA. They only have one product to sell and they have quotas to hit. So it's like, you know, if me and you were working at companies that we had, you know, quotas to hit, we'd have to sell stuff that might not be a good match to people. And like, I just, it's not for me anymore. It's unnatural. So, okay. So I want to dive in on you're offering an opportunity, right? To people from all over the world, as long as they can, do they have to be from a certain country? Um, oh, so, so we, we do have America, like we have, it's a global marketplace. It's a global marketplace. Okay. But we are focusing on Latin America because the cost of living is one fifth, the cost of living in the United States and a SDR in San Francisco that has to make 8,000 would have the same lifestyle here as an SDR that makes 1,000, right? And when you look at a company, they can really benefit from those capital savings, right? They're not going into property owners, right? Like in like those big cities, it's like, who's really winning? Property owner whose two-bedroom apartment went from a million to two million during COVID, right? Like those are the real winners. That's where the capital is going. It's not going into your bank. So we're just really giving people the ability to save capital by hiring a global talent. And I'm a strong believer that there's going to be two waves in the next five years. There's going to be AI and automation and global hiring. It's going to be less smaller teams, more automation and global hiring, right? So we're helping people. We list AI in our software marketplace and we have global talent. Now, if somebody comes to us and says, we want to hire somebody in San Francisco, if that person's in our marketplace and they list for $8,000 a month, we're happy with it. We keep a fee from the seller, right? But that's not our strong suit because we believe that people should take advantage of global hiring currency exchange. Well, we listen to our buyers and we definitely have, we have hundreds of sellers that are in the United States. And we also have sellers in the United States that charge two to $3,000 a month because they live in rural areas, right? So there's a lot of amazing talent out there that live in rural areas that they're happy to work for two, three K a month, but in Miami, New York city, sorry, man, eight to 10 K you're living paycheck to paycheck. That's a fact. A lot of people don't like hearing it, it hurts their feelings to the truth, but it's the reality, right? So, you know, I had a client the other day that they're a social media um, company that does like Instagram services. And he had a beautiful office in Miami. He was a guy who like really liked the fact that like you walked into his office and had like cool lights and it was a cool thing. And I told him, I was like, you're in Miami. I was like, you're going to train through employees and they're not going to be good. A year later, he finally calls me back. He goes, Amir, you're right. I want to hire in Columbia. I go, no problem. Here's a list. And he hires in Columbia because you had to find out the hard way that even spending $75,000 in some of these cities, you're hiring people that are going to live paycheck to paycheck. And that's a flight risk, right? So yeah, like we're definitely a global marketplace. A lot of our sales agencies, a lot of the sales software sellers, a lot of the sales communities, a lot of them are US-based. The remote candidates, our strong suit would be Latin America. It's called near shore, right? Far offshore is referred to like Pakistan, India, Philippines. Awesome places, lots of talent. We're really exposing near shore, right? Like I'm in Medellin, Colombia. That's where this, the grass is green out there. I can fly to Miami in three hours and I'm in the East Coast time zone, right? So there's like 10 million people here that are working in call centers that speak fluent English, that lived in America, 
that when they get a job, a lot of these guys are earning $1,000 a month. Now, when they get a job working at a software company at $2,000 a month, they got a 100% pay increase. So, you know, as inflation goes up in America and it's squeezing everybody, you can cut your salary in a half and be doubling someone's salary. And that's where you get real loyalty and you get, you really can change somebody's life, right? So, and you met a lot of my team in Columbia, right? Like you met Eddie, you met these guys. Eddie was starting with us at $4 an hour. He worked at Fitbit. And Eddie is as sharp as anybody I met in San Francisco. And you probably know that, right? But when I met him, he was working at Fitbit doing customer support, $4 an hour. You know, so people just need the opportunity. And that's how it is in America too, right? Like there are people in America that are working at some industries where they're making 50K and then they get into software and they make 200K, right? So everyone needs an opportunity, whether they're in Latin America or whether they're in America, right? So it's not like people aren't doubling their salaries by moving to different industries in America. It's just that here it's a clear win for Latin Americans and it's a clear win for US-based companies. And you're right in the middle. Now, does it help you to have a limited number of candidates on the supply side that are really- That's a good question. Or do you want to have everybody, you know, millions of people on there? Such a good question. Our initial goal for next year is 1,000 active workers per month. Right now, we have about 600 highly registered sales. So the answer is quality, not quantity. That could change in two to three years especially with some automation in our marketplace. But right now, we are really interested in is quality. What we're really interested in is an average LTV of 15 months. So the answer to your question is keeping it tight and highly accurate. And quality. Right now, there's if you go to our website and you look at the marketplace for remote candidates, you'll find 400. Okay. Now, I have 10,000 in the system, but I have 400 that are vetted and ready to work. But every time we get a job opening, we send that to the community and new people do their video and new people get vetted because people are getting hired all the time. Got it. Okay. So that, that's- But really it's quality. It's good and, answer the question. Yeah. And then talk to me about the one that I'm in, You know, the sales training and SDR training and like all the auxiliary services that go along with it. So that's a whole other part of the community. Yeah. That's academy.cloudtest.com. It's a part of our marketplace, but it's all part of revenue, right? So- we list, you know, we're constantly listing courses. Anybody who's listening to this will list free courses that people have to offer. We'll list paid courses, right? But our idea is to really listen to the course, what they really focus on and matching it with either the company that buys the courses or the individual. And that's really it. I think we have Steve Schmidt's courses, your courses, John Barrows, Jed Mont, a few people in the industry and that's how it is right now. Even communities, like we're going to start listing communities as well because everyone's building communities, but nobody knows which community to join, what's right for them, right? Got it. And so, for example, a company might come to you and they don't have a set training system in place. And so they come in, they hire a couple of the SDRs or they you know, get some of the candidates from you. Now they've got two. They can also go to the marketplace or get some information about training programs that are either online or available to train the people that they just hire. Yes. They'll get added to the sales training course newsletter and they'll get emails, updates, and they'll also get updates about updates to the courses, right? Because as a marketplace, like if you have your course, right? Your SDR course that you have, and now you add a new module, well, that's an update. So it'll go out a newsletter 
check out the new update to David Delaney where he added AI for SDR. So like we're also able to like give people these updates without them having to feel like they're being sold something, right? They can take information for free or they can buy through the marketplace without being pressured. That makes sense. It does. That's helpful to the training provider as well, because you're activating your community and you know it's not like a sales pitch that you're just- Oh, and they could also try specials and offers through us. So through a marketplace, they could be like, okay, you know, we want to try to see if this, it worked. And they don't have to change it on their homepage. They don't have to change it on their offering. They can, you know, give us, yeah, that's how it works, right? Like I have this necklace. It's like a David Yurman necklace, right? In a mall in Miami, there was a David Yurman store in a Bloomingdale's. I went to the David Yurman store and this was more expensive than in Bloomingdale's. And I asked them why. And they're like, Bloomingdale's buys more quantity and has special offers, right? So it's like, you know, we have some courses that are in the thing where people can buy the courses directly or then when they buy to the marketplace, they get one month for free. So people are able to do promotions through us as well test things out, which is hard for B2B sales companies because it's hard to change your website, change your offering. Your existing customers might get wind of it, but marketplaces are you know, a way to leverage the fact that we're a content engine to share your offers. And then when people get the information, like I get your newsletters, they're very helpful, right? Like you do a little bit, like, you know, you, you do a little bit, like you play a lot with the sales software companies, you share a lot of information, right? So it's kind of similar to that where like, the newsletter has got value to you because we know that you hired somebody. So we know, hey, based on you hiring about candidates, we felt you might see these updates from our sales trainers as being valuable and shows in our unsubscribe rates less than 1%, our block rate, our spam rates less than 1%. Like, you know, we're seeing it in the quality of the newsletters that like people are opening them, they're looking at them and they're not spamming them and not really unsubscribing. And we feel like that's a big result of just giving people information that's not salesy, that's curated, and that's hopefully helpful, right? But you do the same. You do a really good job of that as well. Sometimes I save your emails, take some notes from them. There you go. <laughs> nice. And so when you think about the marketplace, like in order to have momentum and like get momentum in the marketplace, you have to have enough, you know, candidates and enough trainers and yeah. enough companies, agencies yeah. and stuff like that. So how did you get to the point where you were comfortable like basically releasing, you know, the new cloud task. I'm never comfortable, firstly, right? So I think I stay in a zone of never being comfortable. There you and go. right off the bat, I just don't give a flying F about failure or what people think of me. So, you know, I would say that like nothing's perfect with what we do. We just kind of like own our mistakes. We're very direct. We're very honest, right? No, it's been a work in progress. I think what motivates us are the buyers that are happy, they're grateful, the candidates that are grateful. So I think it's the feedback from the happy buyers and happy sellers that motivates us. But there's no such thing as perfection. And it's hard to answer that because you don't really know. You just have to do it, right? Just like a, No one's going to come rescue me. Yeah. And you kind of feel like you're starting to get some momentum with it and it's growing. And it's interesting because in the outsourced SDR you know, industry, I'm sure that you got a lot of negative feedback, you know, from people. I mean, people just, they expect you to solve all of their problems in 
you know, a couple of weeks. And so part is that like, we're yeah. not the execution. So like we check in, how's the campaign going? And when they tell us if it's going bad, we're able to say the truth, I guess, you know, we're able to like, look, I, based on what I see, it just advise that you might want to follow up the leads a little bit more. Right. But it's like, there's opportunity in the good and the bad because people don't blame us because we give people options. We're like, here's the three agencies. We get the meetings for them. We guide them through it. So they are ultimately responsible for picking the agency. And then anything that we do on top of it is extra service, right? So like we've had situations where people fire the agencies and immediately wanted to hire new ones to us right away because we're just transparent and we answer questions and we're accountable, but we're not ever telling people hire this agency. They're perfect. They won't make a mistake. We actually talk more about the risks, you know? So I think we're making a hard thing easier, but not perfect, right? So we don't have to make it perfect. It's just, I'm thinking of so many things, but one is like, if you buy something on eBay, you know, and you get the product and it's not exactly what you want, or it's too small or too big and stuff like that. Your immediate thing is not, I'm not going to blame eBay, you know, eBay facilitated the transaction and I'm the one who interacted with this particular seller. You know what I mean? So you're creating something like that. No. And we care, right? Like, and like, we like, we kind of, and we let them leave reviews for the sellers, right? And we help them as much as we can, right? Like we give them whatever we can, right? Like, sorry, I had a bad experience here. One of our partners is giving away a thousand free leads. Let us hook you up with that, right? Like we're, without the sophistication of an eBay, like our marketplace is going live in a couple of months. We're going to build in protections as it grows in. But now even just caring and even sending an email every week and saying, Hey, David, just checking in. How's the campaign going? That question every week, automated, is more customer success than people are used to. Because whether it's good or bad, we're able to help. We might not tell them, hey, you can get a free refund. If the agency has a refund policy, they'll execute it. But we're able to continuously give them answers, right? So I think you're right. Like we reduce the risk from buying directly, but we never make it perfect. But even the little reduction is still a gain, right? Yeah. If that makes sense. Like if it goes, if it's 80% risk, now it's 70%. Right. And they can actually get a hold of you. Like they can talk to someone at CloudTask. Yeah. And then we can talk to the agency at the same time. Work through it. Yeah. We can listen to them. We can listen to them. We've had yeah. it all. Yep. Well, I think you're going to get a spike for after this conversation for everyone who's listening, like to go on there, at least, you know, there's so many different angles that you could come to cloud task with. What are you, you know, mostly excited about right now? Like as you're developing this? I like that question. What I'm really excited about is getting away from ratings and getting away from intent data and getting away from the fact that the companies with the biggest marketing budgets win with the worst products. And I'm really excited to start collecting LTV. I'm really excited about getting the real deal because you can't fake LTV. Like the agencies that get hired that don't get fired, they'll have the highest LTV and people can search for that. So are the reps. So I'm excited about really helping people go from this world of like, you know, what am I buying? Am I buying the right product to collecting information that's just transactional and you can't fake it, right? Like nobody's going to hire a sales agency and pay them for 36 months unless they're delivering results, right? And the agencies that burn people, it'll show, we'll know that every client lasts three months. So like, that's exciting for me. And then what's exciting for me too, is this concept of building a dashboard where people can synchronize their Salesforce HubSpot and their Google Studio console. 
so that we can make recommendations based on what they're getting. Because you never, you go to a doctor's office, they're never going to give you anything without doing a scan of your blood or your body, right? But in the B2B sales world, we're giving people recommendations without ever checking their blood work. And it bothers me, right? So I'm very excited about giving recommendations based on like, hey, Mike, you have a 2% connect rate in your calls. If you pay for this mobile number provider and increase your calls to 4%, this is the money you can make. So like, I'm excited about just making it clear for people, really. Those those body scans, you know. I am an expert at B2B sales. I'm an expert and I'm confused. So if I'm confused, you're confused. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm talking about too, because you're an expert. And you know that you're probably confused too. I won't put words in your mouth, but like, think about the average buyer. Don't tell it. (laughs) They're overwhelmed. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, and we've been doing, I mean, just on a side note, I've been interviewing buyers of sales technology software, and I've done like 50 interviews over the last couple of weeks and spot on. There's so much confusion. There's no one way. And it's essentially like going to the doctor, no scan, no blood work. I'm recommending a triple bypass. That's what we have here. So. Yeah, companies like G2 Crowd that sell intent based on someone checking a category. That means that the first person who spends money, who gets them first, wins the business. That doesn't mean that the right product gets the business. That's whoever gives me money gets to you first. That's not customer centric. Yeah. So we're democratizing. I'm a G2 client customer and I'm trying to get to people first too, right? But sure. you know, that's the world you live in, right? It's yeah, like, it's just because like the category means now you're qualified. No, right? Like, what do you really, what do you got going on? What's your budget? You don't need outreach for a one-man show, right? Like people are selling the wrong products to people. Yeah. Well, Amir, this has been so interesting. I mean, I'm excited to dive back in. Oh yeah, we got a lot to do with each other. Yeah. How do we get in touch with you? How do we get into the marketplace if someone's listening? Yeah, anybody go to clawtest.com and register as a seller if they're a sales software company, an agency, or a candidate. Or as a buyer, they can download the list of sales agencies. Information is free. You can download the list and you can go to an agency directly, right? If you want help buying, you can set up a meeting with us and you could also hire candidates for us. It's all transparent as much as we can. The new launch of our actual marketplace that's going to look and feel like Airbnb is going to be in a month. So I'm excited about that. But David, thank you for having me on and being a colleague and a friend and also doing your best to create clarity in this business because you are. Oh, man. I mean, I'm just so excited. I feel like we're, it's like, you know, 2002 and we're hearing about, you know, Airbnb, you know, before it's like, I hope so. so I almost feel like we're in on a big secret here. So I think, and by the time this goes out, it'll be right in time for the big launch. So super excited. Yeah, like I said before, without all the amazing agencies, sellers, candidates, we are an intermediary between the buyer and the seller. So it's thank you to all the sellers who are continuously innovating. It's our job just to make sure the right buyers find you. Right? Love it. Perfect. Well, Amir, thanks for coming on and I'll see you in the marketplace. My pleasure, man. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.